Okay, mamas, ladies. After having three babies, I never thought I would wear an underwire bra again until I found Skims. So right before I had Bear, Skims sent me a couple of maternity bras. And I was like, you know what? I'm not going to wear maternity bras. They're so uncomfortable. They're not for me. I tried them on. They are the most supportive, most amazing, only maternity bra I have worn this entire pregnancy. On top of that, the material is so soft and the straps are adjustable for maximum comfort. And it fits every woman out there. They have a million sizes to choose from. My favorite Skims bra ever is the, quote, fits everybody t-shirt bra. And it's literally the best t-shirt bra I have ever worn. It's seamless, flawless, perfect. You're going to love it. If you're a fan of no underwire, the products I would highly recommend are the wireless form t-shirt bra and the no-show unlined demi bra. I like the color sand because you can't see it through white t-shirts, which is the color I usually go with, but they have a color for everybody. Whether you're pregnant, postpartum, nursing, or none of the above, and you just want a good bra, go to Skims. They've got one for everyone. Shop Skims bras at skims.com. Now available in 62 sizes, 30A all the way to 46H. Plus get free shipping on orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select couple things in the drop down menu that follows, skims.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Couple Things. With Sean and Andrew. A podcast all about couples. And the things they go through. Today, we had the biggest honor of interviewing Mary Beth Chapman and her husband, Stephen Curtis Chapman. Take a seat. Buckle your seatbelts, because this one was a ride. I 49 number ones. If you've ever turned on the radio or heard a song, you've probably heard of one of Stephen Curtis Chapman's songs. Yes, and I love that it's Stephen Curtis Chapman. Yeah, we talk about how that came to be. But we also sit down with his wife, Mary Beth, and the two of them <laughs> are I, amazing. <laughs> I aspire to be them, to be honest with you. Their <laughs> they banter, so. their dynamic, <laughs> their sauce is hysterical. But their love through it all is really I actually profound. think they are us. I would, I would, we are them. So So this was a fun thing. Stephen Curtis and I connected through a kind of a mission organization that my brother runs. We sat down for breakfast and I learned that in the Chapman family, Sean Johnson is a name that they've circulated because they have a daughter with the initials SJ. So they used to call the daughter, the real SJ and this SJ, the fake SJ. So anyway, that was kind of a fun uh, blending point. We talk about that. We also talk about their organization, the show hope organization, Mm -hmm. which helps families, um, through the adoption process in a lot of different ways. And so if you want to learn more about that, we'll link it. We'll also link Stephen Curtis's latest album that just rolled out. It's called Still. It just came out like this week. Yeah. Wait, it just came out. It just came out. Wait, no, it's out just now. Yeah. That's huge. Go it get it. <laughs> um, we talked through so many different topics. They have so much wisdom, so much insight about the roller coasters of marriage and life and how they overcame massive struggles and hardship and... Tragedy. Loss, um, truly, an honor to talk to them. And one of my favorite topics, if you care, is we discuss the concept of what does it look like to be ambitious mm-hmm. as a Christian artist. Um, I loved his take on it. Anyway, if you want to find out more about Stephen Curtis Chapman, his wife Mary Beth, uh, his latest album called Still, his organization called Show Hope Organization, We'll link it all down below. Thank you, Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth, for sitting down with us. This was a real treat, and we hope you enjoy it. Let's roll into it. Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth Chapman. This is an honor. Thank you for joining us. Thanks you for having are us. Very welcome. This is so fun. Honor is ours. Big, big fans of you know 
all you both do, you know, watch you, you know, snap many, <laughs> many, what, three, I three, 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 I saw three snaps. I mean, yeah. they were iconic. Wow. Sorry. Iconic. Just, <laughs> yeah. Wait, I don't even know this, the answer to this question. How, like in an average game, how many mm. balls would you snap? Like four? Well, thank you for making this interview about me, Sean. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I was really yeah. Just yeah. really, it uh, is yeah. all about <laughs> you. This is the Andrew Wait. East hour. Yeah. Welcome. Just, this is your life, <laughs> Andrew East. Isn't it to a certain extent you don't want to be on the field? No, because when, I, when I'm, I'm doing field goals and, and extra points too. So. Mm. Yeah. so I'd say 10 plays a game though. Okay. But that's beside the point. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, Stephen and I—can I just call you Stephen, please? This is the most please, first name I think yes. we've ever yeah. had on our show. So that's exciting. Yeah. Is, is Curtis please. your middle name? Yes, Curtis okay. is my middle name. Okay. Pause. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a whole story <laughs> okay. on that. If you want to know, you know, yes. I can tell you. But because why Stephen Curtis Chapman? Because I. I, it always sounds like he's in trouble. Yes. Sure yeah. Him, get yeah. in here. Your middle names. I mean, we all know that's why, you know, God gives you middle names is so you can know, okay, I'm getting really close to the line because uh -huh. you're all three <laughs> names. Steve Curtis Chapman. Um, I was, yes, I was Steve Chapman for, you know, as long as I was, you know, out of trouble for the better part of, I guess, about 22 years or something, 20 years. And then I moved to Nashville, started writing songs, started, you know, getting uh, involved in the, the music business and my publisher and would be record label kind of sat me down and said, look, there's another Steve Chapman. There's a Steve and Annie Chapman who actually still, I think still do music, um, together kind of husband and wife. And, um, they it's, they're getting, con there's confusion because they hear Steve Chapman and they assume it's Steve. And then when I start talking about my wife, Mary Beth, and these guys had like a marriage ministry kind of thing. So it's like, what happened to Annie? You know, <laughs> oh, did you guys, you know, did that, oh, he's talking about Mary Beth now. What's that? It just got really confusing. So they said, we well, got to do something to, to differentiate yourself from this other guy. And so it literally, it was like, do you want to, you got to change your name. And wow. so that's a weird thing. Cause I am as, you know, hillbilly country yeah. boy. It's like trying to, you know, make something out of this. So it's like, Curtis, we could call you Curtis. And somehow that sounded like a, I need to be an R&B singer or something, yeah. you know, Curtis Chapman, <laughs> you know, smooth jazz. So I was like, that doesn't fit. So, well, we can call you, you know, just, you know, Stephen, is that enough different? Stephen Chapman is like, no, they're still going to get confused. So Here we are. the most natural thing I could come up with was Stephen Curtis, I'll just use my whole name, Stephen Curtis Chapman. It's a lot, it's a mouthful. And at the time I didn't think through, Will I ever be signing autographs someday? Oh, Which oh now I've signed long, many, many Stephen Curtis Chapman. I'm like, why didn't I go with Toby Mac or <laughs> yeah. Carmen or yeah. something? You know, <laughs> super simple. Just to clarify, is your is Stephen like your born God given name? Yes. Okay. Yes. I wasn't sure if like you just added an N no, just no, because no. you needed a different name. No, okay. No. no, it was Stephen with a V, and okay. even that's confusing because. Most of the time, more often than not, when we'll drive up to a marquee, I'm like, all they have marquee to do is uh, uh, on, on a concert, <laughs> yeah, you know, marquee. tonight in concert, PH Stephen S T E P H E really Curtis. It's so funny. Wow. I'm like, for whatever reason, that's the default. People want to go. I would say I don't think I would ever spell Stephen with a PH. Yeah, I would say Stephen. I see. Yeah, that would that would that's how Thank I you. would. I'm no, but for whatever reason, people want to. May they figure it's more proper or something. I don't, I don't know. know. But did you ever go yeah. by Mary Chapman? 
I know it by Beth. So really? my, my family still they still call me Beth. Okay. Bethy. 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 Yeah. So speaking of of names, one of the things that Stephen and I talked about at breakfast was SJ. Yes. Because yes. I know there's some history in your family with, yes. with SJ. And maybe, like, you know, we got some, the name, some, not some turf wars here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it is about well, you. Well, it, it is. is. <laughs> so, really, it is. Today, it's going to be all about you. Now we're shifting Yeah. But you have, gymna- you have gymnastics yes. in the family. Yeah. So, the, yeah, so that, that's a odd connection with you all yeah. is, um, you know, our local gym here, Let It Shine Gymnastics, our oldest daughter, whoop, whoop, shout out. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> You're welcome, Tanner. Yes. Um, you know, shout out. Uh, but our, our, our youngest, Stevie Joy Chapman, named <clears throat> after her dad, Steve with a Y, it's not IE, just, you know, mm. um, started as a little, you know, she's from, you know, she's adopted from China and we started her in gym, gymnastics when she was four and right out of the gate, um, Tim and Tanner, you know, just really recognized, you know, she's going to be a little power packed. You know, she's all of four foot eight today, you know, full grown. So she went all the way up through level eight and um, then came to us one day and said, you know what, this is a lot and I want to shift and do co-ed, all the stunting co-ed cheer stuff. That's awesome. And so she shifted and started training to do that. But so her brothers, all her growing up and all of her competitions and, you know, all of the stuff used to call her, you know what, you're the real SJ because it was about the time I love you that. were having all of your success. And so, so Will Fran- I think it was Will Franklin that coined the phrase, you're the real yeah. SJ. So forever oh, we called her, like we literally <clears throat> called her the real SJ. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. That's yes. awesome. And it, never ever year, a million years thinking we'd ever meet you yeah. and get to I'm tell you that to, story. But it's like, I'm, yeah. Because I'm trying to put it together, like how old the, yeah. the, the Olympics year that was your 2008 big year was 2008 and so that was yeah that was was when she was right in the heart of her gymnastics you know she would would have been you know five six so she you know just walk you know just all the little girls that just watch and say i'm going to do that someday and that you've inspired and she was one of them and so then to get to call her the real you know her brother's going yeah you're the real sj you know (laughs) we go to these little competitions and you know we'll be like get out there you're the real sj show them show them who's the real sj yeah (laughs) that's awesome i I love that yeah I will say something that I just heard too, the Stevie Joe Joy. 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 Yes. Um, naming her after you. We yes. did the same thing with our daughter. Oh really? So Andrew on, and our daughter is Drew. Yes, yeah, so isn't we that the love sweetest? It. I love the um, idea of naming a daughter after her daddy is like the it's, sweetest it's thing the to me. Yes. It's the best. Yeah. So, so yeah, I love so. it. And her friends now, everyone yes. at Alabama calls her for Steve. whatever reason, Steve. they all call her Steve. They, that's that is the awesome. Name. Yeah, so everybody's like, hey, Steve, I, you know, yeah, on like, the hey, team, Steve. on her on her cheer team, <laughs> and all of her friends. It's gotten shortened to Steve. I love that. Like, yeah. So she's yeah. Steve at Alabama. And, strong um, name. And uh, our son is also named after, we named Caleb, Caleb Stevenson for Stevens' son. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He's our first son. But nice. he cool? didn't quite understand it all. And so when he was growing up, he loved <laughs> the name. Right. He loved the name Elvis. He used to talk all the time about <laughs> He had an African gray parrot well, named Elvis for did, a while. Well, he actually had an African gray parrot named Elvis eventually. Wow. But he always Big talked mistake. about naming one of his <laughs> Big sons Elvis. Never do that. But yeah. He, he said, I'm going to name I'm gonna name my, my first son. I'm going to name him Elvis Calebson. Did he? And I'm like, if that oh, doesn't work. Caleb I mean, son. Yeah. Calebson. No, Stevenson no. just works. That's Stevenson. Calebson yeah. doesn't work. Yeah. Because, well, it could. I'm like, yeah, I guess you, you can. <laughs> no, he named him Noble. He has a son named Noble oh. Day. So anyways, but yeah. How long have you two been together? 30, 
almost 38 years. Yeah. Uh, married um, October 13th. Found it. Wow. Um, fist bump. Still fist bumping on Nine years um, together. We met. And married um, quick. Yeah. We met wow. in the yeah. fall of uh, 83 at, in Anderson. We got married Indiana. in the fall of 84. Met at our mailbox because some told the story many Talk times, but you may, as may not know this. We actually shared a mailbox in college because her maiden name was Chapman. She was Mary Beth Chapman when I met wow. her. And that's kind of how we met. And wow. um, we met that weird? at a mailbox. Yeah, not too weird in Kentucky. But yeah. <laughs> Kentucky, I was like, well, we should get married. We've got the same last name. It should go super easy. It should yeah. be super easy. Not, wow. but hey, here yes. we are. Yeah. Yeah. But that's how we met. We had the same. Same last name. Mm. Sounds like things are kind of getting serious between you two, though, you know? 30 yeah. some years in? Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're, you know, we're, we got, we think, we think this might, we might be in this for the long haul. We you just, just gave me the blankest stare. Yeah. He's, like, like, he's like, what are you talking about? What is, like, is this guy joking? Yeah. Are you serious with us? <laughs> yeah. I think. With, um, in your guys' relationship, <clears throat> music, you've been doing for 35 years. So did that start around the same time that you guys were together? Yeah. I, well, I grew up, Playing music, um, a real musical world. Mm-hmm. The reason why I didn't know what <laughs> freaking March Madness was. Still not acceptable. Year. I know, it's totally not. unacceptable. <laughs> Look, I'll get my man card out now. We can just tear it up into little pieces. Um, I didn't know March Madness. I didn't know much about sports. I am very sorry um, to both of you, but I would have been huge fans of both of you <laughs> yeah. had I watch sports because you're just both awesome I'd have been your favorite people. long I would have been your favorite yeah you would have been my favorite I would have had your your card football card did they make football cards I had baseball cards okay see I didn't even know that I would have had your jersey with you with with east on the back and say yeah that's my man but I was very musical uh world that I grew up in and came to uh work after I graduated from high school here in Nashville at a place called Opryland USA. Oh, yes. You guys remember Opryland? Oh, Y'all yes. know it? Wow. It was a little amusement park built around the Grand Ole Opry. And that was uh so I really I wanted to do music. That was kind of my dream because I'd played music all growing up, sang in church with my family. My dad's a great musician. My brother was the real singer actually growing up. I was kind of his backup guy guitar player and sang kind of duet sort of with him. Um, but then got a job at Opryland, um, working here in a country music show and, uh, got to sing on the Grand Ole Opry when I was 19 years old. So, I mean, it was kind of music was, you know, my love, but I actually went to college, started out as a pre-med major because my dad, who was a musician said, yeah, it is very funny. Now, knowing I'll what be the we color know, commentator. yes, thank you. Yeah, really, you can just, you can just, you know, you can punch in the jabs where yeah. you need to. But no, I, my dad told me because he had basically done music. He he had a little music store. He still does actually in Paducah, Kentucky, where I grew up, Chapman Music, and um, teaching guitar lessons. And he said, "Son, it's really hard to feed a family playing a guitar." Basically, I remember the conversation. He said, "Go to college, get a real job." You can always dabble in music, whatever. And so I went to college um, and signed, you know, what do you want to major in? I was like, real job, doctor. That's a real job. I'll be that. What do you do? Oh, pre-med. Okay. So I was a pre-med major for like, well, probably about one semester, but really about two weeks. And I realized (laughs) I do not have what it takes to do this. So I changed the music, 
found uh, through crazy circumstances and God really just kind of directing and orchestrating uh, an amazing path, I ended up connecting with a guy named Bill Gaither who wrote all the songs wow. I grew up singing in church with my family. He was like, you know, kind of modern day hymn, hymn writer for the church I grew up in. And uh, he and his wife, Gloria, um, my music got sort of crossed paths with Bill and Gloria Gaither. They were in Indiana, uh, in Anderson, well, in Alexandria, Indiana, but they had a little music program in a school called Anderson College that I'd never even heard of, but that's where I wanted to go. So I transferred, went to Anderson, Indiana. I was writing songs. I got a little publishing contract, started writing songs for people, and that is enter the love of my life, the vision of beauty walking across campus that I'd never seen before, a couple of years behind me in school, and I was like, whoa, who is that lovely young lady? And uh, met her, shared a mailbox, said, I want to know everything I can about this amazing woman. So I asked her on a date. I took her to Red Lobster. Red Lobster. That, no was, that was as big time Popcorn, as you could go. shrimp, and cheese biscuits. Baby, that's the recipe for love right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Oh, my gosh. That's Anderson's <clears throat> finest restaurant. So Yeah. So that's where it began. Sean, I got a question for you. Okay. What is it? On a scale from chug to sip. <laughs> How would you rate your hydration style? Um, interesting question. I would say I'm a sip girl. I sip on my coffee for literally hours and sip on water throughout the day. What about you? I would say I'm a chug type of guy, yeah. no doubt. But whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone. I actually really love liquid IV, especially since nursing bear. I feel like I'm always thirsty. I like that it's sugar-free and it's fun to sip on throughout the day. The flavors are really good, and I've loved having a flavored drink rather than just water in my cup. My favorite flavor is the lemon-lime, and Sean loves strawberry and tropical punch. It's crazy to me that one stick in 16 ounces of water has three times the electrolytes of leading sports drinks and eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Yes, sir. That's why they say it hydrates better than water alone. However you hydrate, grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code EASTFAM at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code EASTFAM at liquidiv.com. How'd yeah. the first date go, Mary Beth? Oh, did, did oh, really? Do we have to tell this? I don't know. I don't know the story. No, I'm glad I asked. Oh my gosh! Okay, so yeah, so yeah, it, the first date he was two hours late. <gasps> oh my! What? Yeah, oh, not, you would do the same thing. No, hey, yes, <laughs> dude, there is a great explanation. The, the, I was yeah, not just blowing this you, off. You know, trust me. After he says, story, trust the, me, the, short, the vision of beauty. The yeah, short yes. story is he's two hours late. Why? Because, you, know, you have <laughs> to remember, we, we are okay. We are dinosaurs, so we're we're you know we're talking back in the day of no cell phone. Yep. Nope. No internet. Yep. No texting. No internet. Hey, that, right? It's you know, we had a been my only option in the dorm hall, right? So it's not like he can get up and go, hey, I'm going to go call and say hey, I'm, I'm yeah. late. He, Where was he, I? He, you were doing a concert. I should have known. It should have been for yes. <laughs> the foretaste of what was going to be the next 35 years um of kind of being a little late and not on schedule, but he was doing a concert, and it was at like it was the little promo band he was playing in for Anderson, and you were at College. like some 
It was a veterans, vet's dinner. Veterans dinner. And, uh, you know. And we're supposed to sing at ev- the end. At the end. One person got and these up guys telling start telling All the war stories got and me it's like told. And the clock late. just <sighs> going, going and going. And, and I have going. no cell phone. No way to go. I'm not going to. I can't leave because we haven't sung yet. Can't blow this so off. He, yeah. And I'm like, this is over. She's going to hate me. Um, I'm going to be so late. And I, well, I got Go ahead and tell them what you did. And I beelined out. Can I tell this part or do you want to tell it? Because I knew I had one shot. Look, you this told is your boys not to this do. is this truly you'd have to know kind of my my M.O. But like I'm thinking there's no way. I mean, I'm probably she's probably going to be like this guy is a flake. He's not, you know, whatever. And I was very, very at this point enamored with this young lady. And I was like, I got one shot. I'm late. I'm going to walk in here. I'm going to try to explain, you know, what happened. But. I'm going to just plant the best kiss I've got on this wow. girl See, right out of the you gate. Don't teach your boys I walked in the door. There like she was. Now, we had, we had to be really fair, at least my in my defense. Yeah, I'm making you sound wasn't, worse than it, it was. It wasn't like, hey, my name's Steve. Can I take you on a date? It, we, we had, had spent, spent a lot of time together. Wow. We had gone to cl- walk into class. I mean, trust me, I was, I was everywhere I could be to kind of intersect with her and Kids call see that her. stalking. Stalking, but <laughs> yes. it was pursuing. I was pursuing her is the what it was. Yeah. And um, so we had spent time together. This was just our first official date. So I show up two hours late, and I'm like, dang it, I'm going for it. It's either going to be the end, but if, if you know, go big or go home. And I'm like, this is my chance. So I did. I, I just, like, I kissed her right out of the okay, gate. I'm like, I'm so part. sorry. You hung out for two hours, though. I did. And I, you know, I try to think about what I did. I don't know if I left and came back. Well, here's the other funny part is we, it was a very conservative Christian school. So it was very rare that guys were allowed in girls dorms and vice versa. It happened to be that weekend. It was open, open dorm for our dorm. And like, you know, we had the one foot on the floor rule, you know, it was just like all the dumb stuff that happened back in the eighties. You can still get into some serious trouble. They think that's going to like, you know, know. whatever, get into trouble. (laughs) It's just like, yeah. Creative, you know. Uh, Anyhow, uh, my roommate and I, I grew up in a family of a lot of practical joking, a lot of just having fun, harmless fun. And she and I had gone to, um, I think it was called, was it Decker? Decker Hall? Decker Hall, yeah. And we borrowed a <laughs> no parking anytime sign that was in this huge cement base. And we had drug it, put it in my green Ford Pinto and brought it back to our room and <laughs> sat it between our beds because we thought this would be great room decor. And so that wow. was, he had never been, you know, in my room. And so that's like between our two beds. He comes in, yeah, gives me a nice kiss. And then he, he's like... Where'd you, Where'd get, you that? get that? I'm like, yeah, Dundee and I got this from the Decker Hall where, you know, in this great room decor. He goes, that's, that's, that's stealing. You gotta put that back. You know, uh, <laughs> it's just like, it, that kind of just set the course yeah. of he and I. It's like, what? Like, you, what? You I'm like, put I'm going to put it back. I'll put it back next spring You're when I'm, get we're trouble. moving out. You're going to get in trouble. You got to put that back. I should have known right then. Yeah. I'm, but anyways. I'm a criminal, but it's, it's going to be good. It seems like you and I have similar disposition. Oh Sean is like, anytime I even. Just inch over the line of yeah. what's acceptable. She's like, oh, this is not okay. And she'll call me out on it, be very vocal. I'm like, hey, we're just here for a good time, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you're you're, oh, the, you're yeah. the, rule, the rule follower. Yes. Yeah. Our, our, our SJ 
rule follower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's yep. not gonna gymnast thing. It is. It's yeah. a yeah, oh, yeah right. Like is. a real precise. <laughs> it's life or death in gymnastics that yeah, way. That's right. Exactly. You follow that's the right. rules. Yes. Yeah, you're totally. Right. You follow the rules. I am curious though, as far as your relationship goes. <clears throat> I I don't know how to ask that question, but like your music trajectory had to have taken off well into like your relationship Mm -hmm. and that comes with a lot of like peaks and valleys to it yes and same with a relationship though like you guys were just starting to get to know each other just starting to date engaged married how did the music life affect your guys's relationship (laughs) (laughs) well wonderfully and terribly because obviously it provided because we did it all right like yeah it was all together because we got so i was um Mm. 18 when i met him Shortly turned 19, married when I was 19, mm-hmm. and you were 21, and I just turned 21 when Emily was born. Mm-hmm. So, like, so yeah. you see, like, the kid thing started, yeah. and the marriage thing started, and we were kids ourselves, yeah, thinking it's just going to be all hunky-dory because our names were the same or mm-hmm. whatever. But um, <laughs> then he was also becoming Stephen Curtis mm-hmm. Chapman all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I would I would say around, you know, the the development of all of that your fir- first record was supposed to come out in 86 when that was when emily was born and we had that fire burned oh, our apartment yeah. all that stuff so i mean yes. we just we did mm-hmm. have a lot of peaks and valleys but it was all going on at the same time so it was it's hard to remember a lot of it because we probably blocked a lot of it out but <laughs> yeah. um yeah it's like you know trauma is like just but literally just but no i think we we one of the things I'm very, very thankful for. And we have said this over the years is that we grew and kind of built this together. Mm -hmm. You know, there wasn't like I'm doing this and had ever any question is she kind of digging me because, you know, I'm like, you know, got something going on here. I had nothing going on. I was a student (laughs) and was, I mean, I was writing songs. I think maybe when we met, I had a song recorded. Had the, I think the, the Imperials maybe my first cut or something had happened. And I bought her engagement ring with the royalty check from a Sandy Patty uh, cut. Still the same one. Um, yes, wow. there it is. That's amazing. All, what eight hundred bucks of it I think, and spent my whole wow. royalty check. So I mean, and that was just the beginning. But as far as doing music myself, so when we first met, it was really my I was going to just trying to pursue being a songwriter for other people, mm-hmm. and and when so. My first, um, when I got to make my first record, you know, first record deal, all of that stuff, we just did all of it together. Mm-hmm. Um, every phone call, every, hey, uh, this looks like this might happen. You know, we're celebrating together. We're, you know, the 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 tears, you know, we're crying, oh, that fell through, that didn't happen. So um, I think one of the my most vivid memories was um, when I first, so I had my first record and um and we were very, I mean, I, I was very, uh, my expectations were very low out of the gate. Like, I I really believe I can provide for my family. I can put food on the table doing this, but it's not going to be a big deal. It's mm-hmm. not going to, you know, be, I'm not a, you know, a, there were just humble expectations, even from the record label, even the people that were working with me. It wasn't like, man, you're going to be the next big thing. It was just kind of, hey, there's something special mm-hmm. when you sing your songs you know, not going to set the woods on fire, you know, whatever, but it's, I think you can do this and have some success enough to, you know, provide for your family and be your job. And so she would sit on the 
the edge of our bed in our little tiny house and our first uh, first house in Laverne, Tennessee. And um, wow. we bought we bought bought that house for forty six thousand dollars or something like that. And um, she would literally call from our bedroom. I remember seeing her sit and she'd get all of her papers out. And because she was very much from day one, the administrative one, the one that's like has all that going on. I'm the creative guy over here kind of floating around in Never Never Land. And she would call and say, hi, this is Mary Beth calling from the office of Stephen Curtis Chapman. Would you like to book him for a concert? She'd call churches to try to get me concerts. And that was her office was, you know, was our our bedroom and not even a desk. It was like sitting on the bed with all of the papers spread out. And so that's where it kind of began for the two of us and. So it was all of it all at one time, which, yeah. And then fast forward to to the great adventure, which would be arguably for a lot of people who follow my music, a real, you know, kind of a launching pad of my career in a bigger way. I mean, my first record did good enough that they let me make a second record. And, um, you know, and Mary Beth in the meantime was, I mean, this is one of my favorite stories when my first record we went to I don't Sparrow. Know what say. Uh, we went to Chatsworth, oh. California, to Los Angeles, and never been to California. We were like two kids, just I'm a hillbilly, mm-hmm. got the mullet going, you know, and everything. And she's a Midwest girl, just kind of wherever this is going, let's see where it goes. And we end up in California that for me to do my first, my first flight. I think it was. I think it yeah. was my first. Yeah. Yeah, flight. Yeah, and wow. and we went to California the first time and and uh, to do my first photo shoot for my album cover yeah. and like photo shoot. Wow. This is so cool. You know? And she had a plan. She's like, well, you're going to start touring. We're going to need a vehicle to tour in. You need it. We're going to need a tour bus. Cause at that time we had, you know, her, as she mentioned, green Ford Pinto, which was not a very good touring vehicle. Well, and you had your van that would panel. <clears throat> yes. I had a, I had a van and she said, I'm going to go. And <laughs> I have watched, plans. Oh, this was, this is true story. I have watched, Price is right since I was a little girl. Stop. I can win the Camper. showcase showdown. <laughs> you know? And I bet oh. they're gonna have an R V in there. And we if I can win us a camper, an R V, that can be our first tour bus. So she went and stood in line to try to get on Price, Price is right. right while I went and did wow. my first photo it shoot. Work, but it didn't work. It didn't work. We didn't get the camper. But I believed but you in tried, you, babe. Babe. you tried. Amazing. You went for it. Yeah. So that crazy. Who's that more ambitious out of the two of you? Because it sounds like you're the one that kind of puts the pieces. Um, I th- well, I think sometimes I think we're both pretty ambitious and di- probably in real different, unique skill sets. So yeah. that yeah. Can, because there's ambition on both personalities, that's what can create. I think some of the holy headlock <laughs> instead yes, of holy yes, wedlock yes, stuff that yes. you know the dynamic. But um, but yeah, you're saying you guys like have argued over the past. Oh. Yeah. Five, six times yeah. at least. Yeah. Maybe seven. Maybe seven. Thousand. No. Yeah. Million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty it? much out of the gate. It was, oh, wow. wow. It's going to be a lot harder than wow. I thought. This, this is going to be a long life. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. I can't tell if you're kidding or not. No, the good news, no, 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 no. We have had, yeah, it's been, it's been, you know, it's been a lot, and there's been times of deep, deep angst, and I can't do this anymore, mm-hmm. you know, the long nights, and the, you know, we had, by the time I was 26, all three of the 
natural children. We call our children mm-hmm. natural and supernatural because we have some with through I adoption. That. So that's supernatural and then natural. But our biological children, uh, Emily, Caleb, and Will, were all here by the time I was 25, maybe? Wow. 26. Mm. You know, he's singing, I will be here, but he's never home. You know, you're, yeah, you're there, <laughs> but you're not here. You're not really here. But, you know, the all of the, you know, all of the kind of success, all of the all eyes, all the all the accolades and stuff, and that's really hard when you're a young mom and young husband and trying to, you know, you know, split the time and, you know, be dad and be husband and be who you need to be and then continue the upward momentum as long as that is going to happen. So it, it, you know, and, and a lot of stuff that we brought into the marriage that you don't think you're bringing in that, you know, all of a sudden you end up in a bunch of counselor's office. I think we've built wings on it just about if you can if you name a counselor i can probably i'll probably go i know them (laughs) (laughs) i've had had a listening mat oh i've had those that that placard of ain't words that i'm supposed to pick from and yeah all the different things yeah how are you really these words all of all of the things you know to to try to help keep us together and keep us sane and you know i brought a lot of emotional stuff into the marriage and you know you know, found early on that I was probably suffering with some clinical depression, and mm-hmm. then that was a whole new thing I'm dealing with. And so, you were mm-hmm. and have been very long suffering on that journey. So it's been a lot of mountaintops and a lot of a lot of deep valleys, but kind of done it all together. I feel like we kind of grew up together. Oh, you know, whenever I look at pictures of our kids from the past year, I'm amazed at how fast they're growing up. Oh my gosh, me too. And we've been doing a deep dive into old photos lately. Sometimes the thought hits me hard that I'm getting older too. And this has led me to think a lot about the legacy I want to leave behind, what kind of parent I want to be, and things like our family's financial security. We've been talking a lot about this recently and are excited to share that Fabric by Gerber Life makes it simple to get the protection that's right for your family. Life insurance doesn't have to be some big confusing topic. Fabric by Gerber Life was designed by parents for parents to help you get a high quality, surprisingly affordable term life insurance policy in less than 10 minutes. 10 minutes is crazy fast. Plus it's all online and on your schedule. No appointments, scheduling, or piles of paperwork. Just apply when it's convenient for you. This is the first company I've heard of where you can go from start to covered in less than 10 minutes with no health exam required, and they have a 30-day money-back guarantee. Join the thousands of parents who trust Fabric to protect their family. Apply in just minutes at meetfabric.com slash eastfam. That's meetfabric.com slash eastfam. M-E-E-T fabric.com slash eastfam. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. We'll also link it down below, and let's get back to it. All right, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors this week. Babe, I think we can officially tell people that we bought a new house. (laughs) (laughs) The secret is out. Everyone's noticing, and let's be honest, most people already know. I didn't want to share this news for a lot of different reasons we'll share later, but you're right. It's probably obvious enough. Um, We are getting settled in. And have to thank one of our brands that's helped us get the house feeling like home, and that's Bull and Branch. Um, every single room that we had in our old house, now that we have at the content house, and now every single room in the new house, we have furnished with Bull and Branch. You guys have heard me talk about them a ton on Instagram. It's honestly in every room of our house. Bull and Branch sheets use only the best 100% organic cotton threads on earth. 
for a superior softness that only gets more luxurious with every wash. And they look really good. They do. They come in so many different colors, textures. They have like throw pillows and blankets, duvet covers, all of it. They do place an emphasis on thread quality. So their sheets feel almost impossibly soft and luxurious. Feels like I'm staying at a five-star hotel when we get in bed at night, and I'm there with, like, a supermodel. Okay. Yeah, baby. Okay. <laughs> I agree with that. Um, and they're the first 100% organic fair trade certified bedding company ever. Try the sheets that will make you fall in love with the coziest season of the year. Get 15% off your first set of sheets and free shipping when you use promo code EASTFAM at BullenBranch.com. That's BullenBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D. B-R-A-N-C-H dot com. Promo code EASTFAM. We'll also link it down below. Let's get back to it. Without getting like too sappy from my side. Yeah. I feel like to a certain extent, I don't mean this by like age, but truly just by everything that you just said, you're literally the reason why we started the show. Oh. Because we got so tired as like a young marriage seeing all of these stories in Hollywood of, oh, it's just not the right thing. Yeah. You see people in their 60s getting divorced who have been together for years and I feel like with everything that you guys have gone through with starting to date when you're in college and going through the roller coaster of massive success and kids and adoption and all of these things you guys have figured out a way to fight through it and we learned very early on that marriage is very hard very hard it's very hard and you you too could just as easily say you know might be better for the kids, might yeah. be, you know, all the different things that people use as their reasonings and stuff. And again, I'm not, I'm not here to judge on anybody's story, but you can also dig your heels in and go, and we're going to, we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to prove everybody wrong and continue to choose. And I mean, there, <laughs> there's been days, you know, that we've, we've just went, ah, oh, this is really, uh-huh. but I think, um, I think for all the times that we've been in counselor's office, um, the principal's office, the pastor's <laughs> office, everybody's office. We've been, we've been in all <laughs> look, it's not, it's not been for the faint of heart. I mean, <clears throat> you know, whoever's listening to this that have helped us, thank you. But you know who yeah. you are, and there's plenty of them in this this town and out of town. We've yeah. gone out of town. Oh, yeah. we've, we've left town and gone and got <laughs> yeah. help. Um, we've we've been a lot They've of places. Of but I, but I think you know I've heard you recently saying that it really all comes down to making a decision, mm-hmm. choosing it. And staying in it, and then, you know, the scripture that says love bears all things, and I've heard mm-hmm. you say that a lot recently, where it's just like, okay, I I love you, I don't really like you right now, <laughs> but okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna bear with you in this, and you have certainly done that over and over, and both, I mean, both I've tried to drive home to Ohio a ton, but yes, yeah, you tried to walk one time. I tried to walk one time. I remember time right early at the very beginning, you got out of the car and said, "I'm just walking back to Ohio." <laughs> we were in. We were in Nashville. I was like, sweetheart, just get back in the car and we'll figure this out. Nope, I'm walking to Ohio. Yeah, it and, sounds familiar. We were on our way to Indiana once and I was like, let me out of the car. I'm going home. Yes. Yeah. But truly, like, as welcoming as Stephen. I will say, though, like, thank you because we, again, I get so tired of like the, the false optimism of right. people being like, oh, it's, if you argue something's wrong and if it's easy or it should be easy if it's right and like all of these things yeah. and to to have people paint the picture of like reality of like it's not all sunshine and rainbows but it's worth it 
is truly why we started this show. Like we want, we love those stories yeah. because marriage is awesome and hard and it's just reassuring to know that that's what it's supposed to be like. Right. right. Yes. I mean, I just think if, if I know me, I mean, I, I watch my, I watch my four year old, I, we have two four year old granddaughters and then two seven year old granddaughters, no one grandson, granddaughter, and then eight and 10 and out of the gate, Mm-hmm. It's a pretty obvious. You have two small children. They're they're sinners. I mean, mm-hmm. that we watch it. We watch these two little girls. It's like, wow. Yes. I mean, <laughs> yeah. sin nature is in yeah. full force, and clearly in me as a as a fifty something. Um, <laughs> if I mean, how are you not going to argue? Like, yeah. I just I just think that's a false sense of you know yeah. it all has to go well or something might be really wrong. I'm like, oh, I think. That's probably something really wrong if it's all going really well. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Just, just because it's just it is worth fighting for, and I'm the chief of sinners, as are you. But I won't yeah. put words in your mouth. But <laughs> you are. I and um. And I uh, agree. <laughs> I, I concur. I concede. Um, yeah. So. Well, I think that is. It really is, and the thing I try to tell, a lot of times I've found myself over the years band members or. Guys, I'm working in the studio even recently. Uh, a guy who's, you know, marriage is really struggling and and um, very tempted to, you know, just kind of chuck it and just, you know, say, man, it's just we're not, we're just not right. We're not mm-hmm. compatible. We don't have the same, you know, Enneagram numbers or, you know, whatever, you know, that, that match up and all those things at that, um, you know, and I've just so many times I've said, man, Again, Mary Beth and I are the first to say, I know there are circumstances and situations and, and, and things that we could never, would never want to sit in judgment or, you know, say, well, you know, this, you just, just do what we did. But I do think, I just try to say so many times, it is, it is worth it. It is, it is really worth it. There are places that you only get to, enjoy you know it's kind of mm-hmm. climbing the mountain and the view and there are so many times when you're like man I just this is too hard you know and I don't even know if it's worth it to try to get any higher up this mountain you know because it's just so hard I'm I'm you know I'm packing it in I'm heading back and then you hit those you get those moments and those moments where I mean I've told this many times but where we got to stand beside our first granddaughter's crib in mm-hmm. Belfast, Northern Ireland. She was born in Ireland. That's really and, cool. Yeah, in Ireland. Wow. And we had, you know, we were not that far, just three or four years uh, after the loss of our youngest daughter, which was unthinkable, unbearable, should have destroyed most most marriages, don't survive the loss mm-hmm. of a child, statistics say. And we understand that. We were already a big mess. And then this, you know, comes along as kind of the, fatal blow in many ways and we just you know kept holding on and kept fighting through and I just I'll never forget that moment standing there together with all of our battle scars and all of our mess that we still had and are going to have going forward and all that but having this one just so epic moment together of looking down at this you know cradle and arms around each other getting to experience this moment together not that there's so many different scenarios and different versions of this story where it wouldn't have, we would not have had this one, you know, amazing epic moment that we get to 
enjoy together. And we just sat there and stood there and cried and wept and prayed and thanked God, you know, for that, those little moments. And that we've had so many of those along with the really awful, hard, painful ones that we don't know how we're going to survive and sometimes don't even know if we want to survive, you know, Mm -hmm. just take me out, take me home. Jesus, this is just too hard. But then, you know, those, those moments you do, you know, get those and, and they're so worth it. And that's, you know, I just try to keep preaching that to, especially the young, you know, youngins on the journey, like those moments come and you get those and they're so good. So, you know, hang in and keep hanging on, you know, through these moments that are not so good, that that can be really hard. That's amazing. It does seem like by design, the greatest joys in life are proportionate to like the greatest valleys or like hardest times. Like, and they always, it seems like go hand in hand. It's like the childbirth process for women, not as much for us Yeah, (laughs) is brutal. And then you have the baby, right. Or like for athletes, it's training, which feels like a Valley. Like the harder you train, the deeper you go in like the Valley, the, the better you perform. And you know, you kind of experience that joy, but it's like, it is, I think viewing it like that has kind of encouraged me through the valleys of like, all right, something good is coming. Like, I don't know. It just, I think re reframing that thought of like, Oh, this is too hard to, this is hard. And it's going to like, it's going to lead to something better. At least has helped me. But, um, and if we, if we think for a minute, mm -hmm. there's not an enemy that, sees goodness and good things that you all are doing together to encourage life, encourage family, encourage togetherness. Don't think for a moment you don't have a target on your back, you know, right yeah. here on your forehead. So, you know, to, like you said, to reframe it and go, oh, I, I see yeah. this. I recognize this, you know, from a mile away to go, you know, there's many, many, many nights I've laid in bed going, we well, should should have started a casino or something, you know, or just get the, uh, really, you know, like, why did we try why to do all these ministry? good things? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, really? you, know, like, yeah. Yeah. you know, the adoption work is so we should have, yeah. And just get the enemy off our back, you know, just to really reframe and go, Oh, mm-hmm. like you said, something good must be coming, you know, like, yeah. you know, he, he's defeated. He already knows he's defeated and he's trying so hard. So obviously it's gonna, mm-hmm. he's going to be taking all kinds of fatal blows. Um, and, to be to be able to recognize it and go okay, okay, let's call this what it is, and you know you're not my enemy, but yes. there is an enemy. But yeah. we don't do yeah. that very well. I just yeah. start throwing things at him. But <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, He's like, I'm ducking. Yeah. I'm, I'm quick. Yeah, be quick. <laughs> I would be while we're on the subject. Would love to hear about show hope, and you know you've you've kind of alluded to it, but talk about what that's meant to you two, to your family, to healing, um, not just your family, but so many others and the joy that's been brought with that. Mm. Yeah. Well, so as I alluded, we have, uh, three natural children and three supernatural brought, Mm -hmm. brought to us through the miracle of adoption. And that was something that our Emily, um, she and I went on a trip when she was 11 years old to Haiti actually we went with Compassion International and I'm telling you all it it was it was the first time I had been to a third world country and and it was the first time she had been on a mission trip so we were we were just obviously um blown away by the need Mm -hmm. just you know the need globally however Emily at 11 years old 
something just, well, it was the Holy Spirit, but like in an 11-year-old, you're like going, that just this cannot be. But she came back just on fire for what her, like, mom and dad, we have room at our table, and there's no reason why we shouldn't be stepping into adoption. Wow. Like, we need to adopt a sibling. And, like, it was a full-on Full on, full court press. Oh, I mean, totally. we had we had our pastor come over and talk to her because it was like we, we were like Emily, that is a great idea. And when you grow up, you and your family <laughs> can do that someday. But <laughs> totally you know, like that. that's a great idea uh, for your family because I was really, really fearful of the process. Mm-hmm. I was, you know, just I was so you know, already thinking I was not a competent mother yeah. of the, the three I had. That I just. I'm like, I just don't know. And but we committed to pray because we mm-hmm. saw this spark in her eye. And we didn't want to, like, squash her faith of a child. But at the same time, she's 11 years old, yeah. you know. It's what just like, she and know? she's writing right. letters. You might be living in disobedience to God's will for your life. Wow. Like, literally, oh we have those letters. She's, she's, and she's, she's our theologian, so go figure that God yeah. was working right. in her heart at 11. But we, we committed to pray about it and take steps of faith. And the long and short of it, it wound us up in China in 2000 to adopt um, Shoei, our first child from china and china that's a whole long story you started in haiti and ended up in china but that was just it's a whole god a god story but um from there pretty much knew stevie joy would come home and and then a year later maria came home so three different adoptions but through the course of that it was really with the story of showy when i stood in the hallway of a hotel in china and they hand me this little girl y'all you know she it, it was it was me really understanding my deep 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 adop- adoption in Jesus Christ and mm. and the way in which he's adopted us into his mm. kingdom and they handed her to me and we have her little sweater and all of her stuff framed because it's just you know all the little mismatched knitted arm you know just just these little rags that she was in and and she was ours you know in a moment everything changed and um so I was like seeing this happen you know, here's you know here's a child who now is ours and everything that's ours is hers and she's inherited into this family and she's got two little pesky brothers and a sister and we're all there and it happened you know and an hour later she's got gap pajamas on and we're in the restaurant and she's eating french fries and we're going <laughs> i'm going what has happened but the whole time wow. it was me also realizing my own adoption story and so i think by the time we got home I was pretty revved up to go, you have a platform. And, you know, that was back in, you know, 2000. And it was like, we, I know, I know my family. I know your family. I know there's going to be people who watch our story and are going to, and we're going to be able to say, we looked in the eyes. We got to visit the orphanages. And this is just China. Think about globally, you know, and think about in our own backyard, domestic, you know, all like my mind was just going, there's children, what? There's children that need homes. And so um, I came back with a real burning desire to help families and so we thought well maybe we can use steve's platform what if we can help 100 families adopt that'd be pretty cool you know in honor of our own adoption and because a lot of families we immediately started to hear so many people say we would love to adopt someday we just can't afford it Mm because twenty thousand thirty thousand dollars you know there's you know there are a lot of school teachers pastors people in ministry you know whatever going that's like a, a year's salary or something there's no way we can do that but someday we hope we pray we would love to do that and you know, so you got that, and you're just having walked through orphanages, looking in the faces yeah, of I mean, hundreds of children waiting for a family, and you're thinking it's just money is mm-hmm. keeping them from bringing these children home. Wow. That's crazy, and that was where my wife, being the 
the glorious little firecracker that she is, said, we're fixing that. We can do something about that. I can write a check and help that family. And Mm -hmm. so she's kind of like, well, okay, let's talk Monday. Let me get home, get my bags unpacked (laughs) and do some laundry and get over jet lag, but let's talk. And that's, that's really how show hope started i mean so it's always fun we really just started with adoption aid grants because nobody was really doing that back then and then it's grown into um from adoption aid grants well i'd love i love this this is a statistic but um to date we've been able to help over 8300 families that's incredible um and that represents 60 60 some countries um and obviously united states is a big part of that we love you know helping here in our own backyard and all over the world little ones have come home so that's just God, you know, going, enlarging my heart to go, okay, like we can, we can make this known. Right. And then from there, we've really begun to wrap our arms around families because adoption is glorious and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, pre and post adoption services, you know, we really help, um, try to, um, help families be as healthy and as whole as possible. And we also give medical care grants. A lot of children that come home through the miracle of adoption have um, medical needs that fall outside of the normal bounds of insurance and so we kind of help kind of keep going deeper and deeper so they just don't feel so overwhelmed you know once they have stepped into a, a mm. hard situation and so we love what we get to do and get to advocate for um, but that's really out of our own story of having sweet showy and <clears throat> stevie and maria as part of our family so wow yeah how much of your life journey and experience is reflected in your music Oh, all of it. I mean, it's, yeah, it's totally, you can listen to my music through the years and you can sort of track our life. You know, Mm -hmm. you have to read between the lines a little bit, but even sometimes not even very much because you can go back to, you know, particularly our, our journey together. But I mean, I think about, you know, first couple of records, well, I will be here, you know, written out of my mom and dad's divorce, which was one of our first really hard valleys together where we kind of got this bucket of water thrown in our face like wait a minute they were supposed to be married forever they were like you know love jesus loved each other it was like they counseled other people and we just kind of thought well they will just do a lot like they've done it and like her parents you know they here we're going to pick the good and things that we see in them and then suddenly mom, mom and dad divorce and and it's a real you know eye opener it's our first time we kind of went to a counselor because we thought wait a minute maybe just saying oh divorce is not even a word in our vocabulary because that's mm-hmm. what my parents said forever and suddenly they were, so we thought, well, maybe that's not enough just to say the right words and sort of be in denial. We need help. We need to, you know, work on some of these things. And and I wrote the song, I Will Be Here, really out of that. And you hear me in there. When you feel like you, you know, when you feel like being quiet, when you need to speak your mind, <laughs> I'm going to try to listen. Because right out of the gate, it was like, you know, the first you know, and the whole that knows me knows that know, line is like, yeah, yeah, they so know sometimes like, oh. it's going to be really quiet yeah. when you want to talk because you can't let the sun go down on your anger. That's what the Bible says. We have to do what the Bible and says. I'm, that I'm was asleep. me, <laughs> me, foolish me. And she would fall asleep. And so there would be a hole in the drywall on my side of the bed <laughs> the next morning where I put my fist through the hole because I was so frustrated uh, that I have to fix this. We have to fix it right now. <sighs> you know. Bad, bad idea. And, um, we and sound we, very similar. Yeah. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. We, like, were we, have we were on it. We have to we were, fix it. It's broken. Fix it. And he'll yeah. go straight to sleep. I'm yeah. Like, no. Uh, <laughs> we were on it. We were on a trip once yeah. and, um, we were with some really good friends of ours. And Steve and I got super sideways. So stupid, too. It, here's the crazy thing you get mad at each other and then you go, 
what were we mad about? Crazy. Like, yeah. That was going to end our marriage, and yeah. we can't even remember what we yeah. were mad yeah. about. Anyways, I got, we got so sideways, and, um, and our friends knew it. They know us better than, than anybody. And so the next morning, um, they were like, hey, is it, everything, you know, everything good? And I go, yeah, I took it. I took a five milligram Ambien. And then in the middle of his best point, it was morning. <laughs> <laughs> I go, I'm good. She's <laughs> all good. And I'm still over there going, okay, to pick up where we left off. <laughs> yes. I'm the same. No. Steam coming out his ears. Uh, I'm like, I wake okay. up the next morning. I'm like, we yeah. have to fix this yes. now. And he's yeah. like, what are you talking about? Yes. We're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my no. goodness. And I, yeah. I'm sorry for that because it's mm. probably not the best. No. You know, I hey. don't know. You know what? It's, there's, yeah, lots oh, on both guys. ends of that because I have to stop, you know. I'm still trying to learn to not be the fixer that I was never really supposed to be in the first place. Um, a lot of things just stay broken, and you just, that's where love bears all things. Listen to what he's saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, listen to what they're saying. Yeah, listen to what they're saying. <laughs> no, yeah, we're yeah. going to, we're, we're going to leave you guys now to yeah. discuss. Yeah. Um, but no, but, but the music, I mean, I, I use that one point, but I mean, you go through and you hear it in so many of the songs, especially our songs specifically about you. But I mean, Cinderella is a song a lot of people know and written, you know, for our two little girls, youngest daughters, when one of those nights I'm tired and worn out and they want to dance and want to go to the, you know, and I'm like, it's just not tonight. We're getting your pajamas and you're going to bed because I still got work to do and it's mm -hmm. late and you need to go to sleep and I'm irritated and, tired and grumpy and put them in their pajamas. And then I sit down and go, Oh crap. I just mm -hmm. missed a moment. You know, I I'm had a moment cry there, right now, you know, I need <sighs> to write us. And so I wrote the song Cinderella that night just to say, all right, don't miss the moment. So absolutely. My mm -hmm. life, our life is very reflected. I in think in, yeah. in my music over the years. All right. True story. So Sean and I went to Mexico this weekend for a mission trip. We're on our way back. We're in the San Diego airport. Yeah. And I pull out my travel pack athletic greens. Yes. <laughs> and my other powders that yes. I have there. And uh, the guy next to me punches my arm. He's yep. like, dude, I brought my athletic greens as well. Didn't know this guy. And then he goes on to say how it's like changed his life. Literally. How it's the only supplement he takes anymore. How he used to take all of these supplements and he got rid of them. It was truly like, a, it was just like a pinch moment. It was, it was like, like, yeah, we've been trying to tell you guys. I was, I was interacting with this guy and I was like, I'm going to be talking about this and our next time we talk about Athletic Greens. Yes, so. if you guys don't know about Athletic Greens, AG1 with one scoop of the greens powder, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens for the day. It truly has become a part of my morning routine. I almost can't go to day, day without it. It's like something about the taste, the way it makes you feel. Yeah. I it, have to have it. It helps support mental clarity, alertness, digestion, sleep, truly like the brain fog, all of it. It is an awesome, all-encompassing vitamin that you should take every day. It helps your brain health, your gut health, your muscles, your immune system, the whole thing. It's great. So if you want to try it out, Athletic Greens is going to make it easy. They're going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash East fam. Again, that's athleticgreens.com forward slash East fam to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you. Random guy in the airport for that story. <laughs> your newest album. Yes. Still. Yes. What big impactful or milestone or phase of life is reflected there? 
Well, I mean, well, we're still here. here. Yes, the very, <laughs> yeah. the very word hey, still alive. for me <laughs> is kind here. of like, the, you know, so important. That word, I think maybe because of the point in life that we are at, you know, I'm getting ready to turn 60. She, several years behind me, I'll say, did I do good? <laughs> so many years so behind me. Behind Not you. that far behind. But, um, and I could talk and I won't in this interview, but about she walked through with me and saw me wrestling with even, do I need to, should I make another recording? Do people care? Does anybody want to hear new music from the, the old guy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I do, uh, I do, I do. Yeah. And, and, too. and of us. Okay. a lot of wrestling with that because, you know, you, you get to that point and creatively and, you know, where everybody is like, man, you know, your song, the great adventure, your song, Gosh, there's never going to be another record like mm. fill in the blank speechless. That was your ultimate. That was the pinnacle of your music to me. And it's a compliment. <laughs> but what they basically said is, so you don't, don't need to really yeah. bother doing anything else because yeah. that's all I really care about. You know, it's like when we went to see Little River Band. And oh, yeah. Little River I Band. I love it. Yeah. It's so true. We went a few yeah. weeks ago. We and, are, you know, we, what did we go? We went to hear the hits right yeah so we're yeah. there and sure enough the, the the lead singer goes okay we're gonna play a new one for you y'all go to the bathroom now he said <laughs> yeah he said it's, a, it's a funny thing i've learned over the years that new songs make people have, have to, to go pee, pee. Uh-huh. he's like he's like it, i don't know why it is and then his next what was really funny and i thought was perfect he said now this song made people have to pee in 1978 and they played reminiscing which wow. is one of their yeah. classic songs and and i was like yeah that's true you get me you see me um yeah. but you know that that struggle that so many people you know artistically you have to kind of work through but I finally came to the place of going you know there's some things after living through a global pandemic there are some things 14 years after you know we lost our daughter mm-hmm. um, and the journey that that's been um, that I have a perspective mm-hmm. on life and we have a perspective now that I couldn't have written these songs wouldn't have written them you know, five, 10, 20 years ago. These are things that I can only say now. And so that I finally decided that seems important enough for me to write these songs and to say these things. And so that word still kind of captured so much of that. I, you know, I still feel like I'm still compelled to write and sing songs that I hope will encourage people. I still believe God is faithful and good. I still love my wife, you know, um, we're still on the journey together. Um, and I still want to sing about it, you know? And so really encouraging people to not lose heart, which is the song on the record. Yeah, exactly. Really. I think is the message. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, that you've been wanting to let people. Yeah. How do we not, we've lost so much in this season of life Mm -hmm. for everybody globally, you know, loss of jobs and income and security. I mean, I, this morning, I told Mary Beth, I flashed up on my phone, the stock market. Mm-hmm. Don't yeah, look, don't look. It's Friday, Mayday. I know. I know. And it's like, and loss of life, loss of friends, loss of family members. Mary Beth lost her brother-in-law, my brother-in-law, um, her sister's husband um, a year ago, a little over a year ago uh, from brain uh, cancer. And uh, my keyboard player for many years that passed away from covid um, at, at my age. And it's just, so loss has affected all of us and, you know, on so many levels. And so, yeah, how do we, with all of that, how have we, by God's grace, not lost heart? 
you know, because if we lose everything, but if you cannot lose hope in the midst of that, what's that going to look like? And, um, and that's so, a lot of these songs have just kind of been our journey, you know, together of how do you not lose heart in, in the midst of crazy times that we're in and still, in fact, believe not just, hey, we're just going to hang on and barely survive, but thrive and actually believe there is hope and there's a reason to, you know, to really be hopeful. Uh, and, and what does that look like? So, yeah, that's felt like worth, you know, writing some songs about. And then I got really excited and started writing more songs. And then I had too many songs. And then I figure out, okay, how many songs can I actually put on this record and record? And so I recorded about 17 songs. Got yeah, to record with my record. sons, uh, my boys who are in my, my favorite rock band in the world, Colony House, shout out. Um, check out their music. But whoop, whoop. Uh, Colony House uh, guys, uh, Caleb and Will, my boys, came and actually helped me produce and even write some of these songs. And um, that was super cool as well. So, yeah, I'm very excited about it. We are too. It is amazing. I think your ability to speak about where you are in life so honestly and capture it in such a beautiful way is like truly a God-given gift where it's like, man, that's – it's like – listening to your songs about Cinderella has made me a better dad. It's like, I, there's something oh, just amazing wow. about that process. Yeah. And so I'm excited about this album where it's like, there's going to be so much wisdom, you know, in it. And, uh, I, I just can't wait and thank you uh, for it. And thank you yeah. for, you know, putting up with it. I'm sure there's a <laughs> lot. Right. Yes. Um, but I'm curious. So you've had 49 number ones. Is that right? Yeah. Well, let's make yeah. it, Let's make it uh, 56 after, or sorry, 66 <laughs> yeah. after the 17. After this. Okay. Yeah, all, all right. Yeah. 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 All go oh, did you hear yeah. that, Alex? All 17 yeah, yeah, yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> He's really sweating. Yeah, he was like, well, if just... we can get to 50, they're going to be really happy. So 50, what? Uh, that would be, wouldn't that be fun? Oh, man. But it is like, so it's it, it's interesting um, to look at ambition through a Christian lens. I'm curious mm. your yeah. your take on that because like, it is fine line sometimes. Where it's Absolutely. Like, it's a big old fine line. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because it, it, for both of us, we live it because Mary Beth is board chair and uh, really I'm co-founder. But I mean, a show hope that you ask about is is her, you know, her baby. And, and she, there is, I'm married to a very ambitious woman as well. I mean, it's like, if we're going to do this, mm -hmm. let's do it with excellence. Let's do it mm -hmm. the best, you know, let's. And when we hear things and people, even when our daughter goes to, Washington Capitol Hill and to meet on adoption issues and orphan advocacy. And they say, Oh, show hope. And you guys are like the gold standard. I mean, we, you have so much, you know, respect and cause we see you do it well and with excellence. And it's kind of like, yes, that's, you know, it's so encouraging to hear. And that doesn't just happen. I mean, you know that you guys both, you know, incredible athletes and have been at yeah. the top you of your game a four inch piece of wood. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's, and it's because you have pursued excellence. Yes. And yet there is such a fine line of this does not define me. And yet mm -hmm. this sort of defines me, you know, yeah. and doing this well and being the best and being at the top of that. And, and, and how do you, how do you handle all of that? And that is one of the great, I was talking to somebody the other day. Uh, oh, I was a young country guy who's just blowing up, you know, his music's just crushing. And he's just like, how do you keep from, you know, this defining you and, and taking the glory for yourself when you know you, all this is a gift from God, and yet people are, you know, want yeah. to grab your, you know, grab your shoes and touch you, and you touch their hand, and it's kind of like, 
I'm going, man, they did this to Jesus. And this is really weird. Yeah. And, um, and I was, we were talking about that very same thing. And, and uh, I remember my pastor, dear friend, and our walked through life with us and baptized our babies and buried one of them, uh, with us and Scotty Smith. Um, and I walked around an award show years ago, literally with tears in my eyes going, I don't know what to do with all of this. I want this. I want to succeed. I want to win every award I can possibly win because that means I've done excellently what God gifted me to do. And yet, you know, I'm here singing about Jesus who scripture says he made of himself no reputation. And yet this whole thing's built on brand and reputation and, mm. and all of that. It's like, I, we're, we were not designed to do this. Right. And wow. yet, and how do we, you know, how do we do, how do we do it? Do we just throw the baby out with the bathwater and mm -hmm. say, well, because it's so hard and you can't reconcile it. Maybe it's all wrong. Maybe it shouldn't even be doing this. And yet then I hear the stories of people saying, man, your music encouraged yeah. me in my faith mm -hmm. and helped me be a better dad because I heard your song Cinderella, you know, whatever. And, and he said, the best thing I can tell you is the day you stop struggling with that and wrestling with that question will be the day that I'll probably pull you aside and go, Hey brother, I think it's time to pack it in and go home. <laughs> mm -hmm. You're going to struggle with it yeah. and just wrestle with it redemptively, you know, and you're going to walk with a limp, you know, if you struggle and battle with it, but, but that's just going to be part of the, the process, you know, and you're going to look at Paul who, you know, in scripture who says, Follow me as I follow Christ. Yeah, it's okay, you know, if they follow you, if they look at you, if they're if they're gonna put you on a pedestal of some sort, or if you're gonna pursue excellence, just do that ultimately for the glory of God. Mm -hmm. And you're not always gonna do it right, and you're not always gonna do it. So be quick to repent, be quick to mm. stay humble. And that's where God, you know, gave me the most amazing, you know, partner humbler? for this journey. <laughs> the best humbler oh, no, in all the world because terrible. how many times would I come oh, home? No, it was, but I, it, God knows I I'm needed a dream it. Crusher. A dream <laughs> crusher. <laughs> when I walk home from, you know, just having, you know, had whatever thousands of, you know, people cheering for your music and, you know, wherever it was. And I remember I'd come home and she'd say, that's all great. I know they loved you in Des Moines last night, but today I just need you to take out the trash and change a diaper and just be, you know, be the guy, you know, I need you to be. And I'm very, very grateful and thankful for that because that's been an important part of the journey, you know. It's, I think we spoke about the chariots of fire quote at breakfast where you run because you feel the glory of God, which yeah. is amazing. I think they're like, that hits me and it gets me so excited and inspired to like find that thing, right? Yeah. But also when you have 49 number ones, yeah. You run because sometimes you feel the glory of man, you know, like, wow, yeah. this is like 49 right. number one. So like right. just making, I guess, making sure you don't lose that first part of like, oh, no, 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 this is like the, this is the purpose is because God has given me this gift that I need to steward well. It's like, dang, yeah. how do you not lose that in the noise of everything else? But yeah. Anyway. Uh, I think especially too with, I think when like the four of us sitting here, super competitive right who's not competitive sitting you know i mean i don't want to lose at checkers i don't want to trust me i don't this yeah, may I'm, be the most competitive of the four yes, of us like yeah. i don't play games <laughs> don't, with my she doesn't have any gold medals or anything but she has if they win they win but i'm not gonna like oh 
you're a noble, noble yeah. one. Like, no, they're going to learn, yeah. you know, so I'm, I'm competitive with, you know, but I think that when you have that personality, you're driven, you're, you're competitive, you're in whatever it is you're doing. If you don't lose sight of, you know, wanting to, um, feel God's pleasure in what he's gifted you to do. But that is really, really hard because I'm like, I'm his wife. I'm like 49 straight up. I want 50. I'm going to say it. Well, who doesn't? Who doesn't want 50 number on one? Record, right? 40, I'm going on record. Like 50, that sounds better than 49. Let's go. But it's just like, what do you, what do you, yeah. how do you do? And then how do you just give that back to the Lord to go? Um, you know, it's all yours at the end of the day. Can't take any of it with us. So yeah, it's, it's hard. It's hard. Well, truly, I, I think this is one of my favorite interviews we've ever done. The amount of wisdom you guys have is really inspiring and just reassures hopefully everybody listening that marriage is cool and still worth it. Um, I feel like it gets too much of a bad rap these it days. It does, doesn't it? And yes. it's awesome. Yeah. But yes. truly, thank you. And your new album, still. Yes. Everyone's so excited for it. It'll, it'll turn to number 50 with yeah. this one. Thank you. It yes. will. All right. <laughs> yeah. Spoken by yes. real SJ. Yes, the real, yeah. real SJ. <laughs> no, no, I won't. So I, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm number two SJ. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Oh. But you guys, truly, thank you. It's been truly an honor to have you guys. Well, thank, thank you. you. And for those listening that want to learn more about Stephen Curtis and Mary Beth, we'll link information on them down below, as well as the information on how you can go check out Stephen Curtis Chapman's newest album called Still out this fall. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks brother. for the time, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks for yes. what you're doing. Yes, it's good. Uh, Thank you. Good stuff.